This fall, we'll be exploring different facets of our commitment to Christian faith and practice. In our current world, an alive and active faith is not assumed. There are culture-wide shifts in institutional trust, religious participation, knowledge, and practice. In fact, a recent Gallup poll finds that the percentage of Americans who report belonging to a church, a synagogue, or a mosque is at an all-time low. What's more, whether we have belonged to church community our whole lives or are brand new to a life of faith, we might not regularly stop and think about our reasons for belief, belonging, and practice. These shifts in religious landscape provides us the opportunity to re-examine our basis for faith and spiritual practice and to find new and redemptive ways for living. Each week on the podcast, we will explore some of the biblical and theological roots of questions related to who we are as Christian followers. Why church? Why study? Why Jesus? Why gather? Why serve? Why care? Why worship? Why give? We invite you to listen, to reflect, and to join the conversation. This week on the podcast, we're talking Why Church? I'm Sarah Johnson, Senior Associate Pastor at Preston Hollow Presbyterian Church. In the 11th chapter of the Letter to Hebrews, we discover a short poetic description of what faith is, followed by a long list of people who demonstrate that faith with their lives. The writer of Hebrews defines faith as the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. The Common English Bible translation puts it this way, Faith is the reality of what we hope for, the proof of what we don't see. In part, that means that faith is not something we generate our own by determination or willpower. Instead, God freely chooses to be in relationship with us, no matter what. It's from this faithful promise of God that we respond with our hearts and our lives. Our response of trust in God makes visible what others would remain invisible. In other words, when we trust in God's promises, we are participants in the kingdom of God that is breaking into our everyday world through the good news of the gospel. Therefore, the writer of Hebrews recognizes we might want a few examples of real, intense, life-changing faith. We are told about the great faith of Abel and Noah, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Sarah, Moses, Joseph, and Rahab. And that's just to name a few. All of these people trusted the promises of God. They risked safety and the known, thereby making faith visible in the world. Hebrews wants us to be encouraged by those examples of people who've gone before us, so that we too can make visible the invisible faith of God. This definition of faith is also a reminder that having faith does not mean that we've arrived. Sometimes, especially in churches like ours in the West, we fall into the trap of thinking exactly that. Our lives are very often comfortable. We have great freedom in our culture. We can come to church and sit in our regular pews week after week and worship God. All of these things point to the idea that we've settled down, that we've made a home, They lure us into thinking that we have arrived. But when the author of Hebrews invites us to reflect on the lives of Abraham, Sarah, Moses, or Joseph, he reminds us that these early practicers of faith confess that they were strangers and foreigners on the earth. They were seeking a homeland and desired a better world. These were people on a journey. And so are we on a journey. 
As faith takes hold in our lives, we are not being encouraged to settle down, but instead to join the pilgrimage. Okay, so what does any of this have to do with the question, why church? Well, before we begin to answer that question, in connection with Hebrews, we might first want to ask, what is the church? Sometimes we think of the church as a building. Maybe as a child, you were told to clasp your hands together, knuckles up, two pointer fingers toward the sky, and say, here is the church, here is the steeple, and then pulling back your thumbs answer, open the doors and see all the people. It's a fun rhyme, but it doesn't really help us answer the question, what is the church? After all, you and I know the church is not a building. The church is the people. In fact, the New Testament Greek word for church is ecclesia, meaning the called out ones. Therefore, church is not a building, but a people who are called out, not called out as an exclusive or preferential. It means that the church is a people who are called out beyond the four walls of the building and into the world. The church is all who hear God's call for love and justice and join the movement, who find the rhythm, who live and breathe for a more just and generous world. Theologian William Temple is often credited with the quote, the church is the only institution that exists for the benefit of its non-members. This means the church is not a club or an organization to which we belong. It also technically means that you cannot go to church. You can only be the church. So what is the church? The church is the people called out to extravagantly love the world God created after the example of Jesus Christ. So let's go back. The long list of faithful people listed in the chapter 11 of Hebrews are just those kind of people, called out people being the church. Noah, Abraham, Abel, Jacob, Esau, Moses, Rahab, people who have lived as the called out ones. In response to God's faithfulness, they have trusted and risked their lives. They've moved forward by the Spirit's prompting and lived as co-creators in God's kingdom. Why church? The church is not a place we go. Instead, responding to the grace of God, being the church is our calling and our life's work. So now what? Go and be the church in the world. Respond to God's love for you with lives of faithfulness. Knowing the church is a people on the pilgrimage, but people who have not yet fully arrived. Ultimately, we cannot see the fullness of God's kingdom yet. But because we trust in God's faithfulness, we hope for something that is yet to come. And that's what inspires us each and every day. As you consider God's goodness, I want to invite you to think about your faith and the faith of our congregation. Do you sometimes feel that you've arrived? Have you settled in or become too comfortable in this building or in your favorite pew? How is God calling us to be God's people here and now? And how will we respond? Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or SoundCloud. Look in the description for details. We look forward to seeing you next Wednesday for another episode of Why Church.